The North Forker Weekend Podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winter Parker of Corcoran. Sherry is the North Fork's top real estate agent and top producer from 2005 through 2020. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I am Graham Parpin. I'm joined by Lee Meyer, our lifestyle reporter. How are you, Lee? Doing well, thanks, Grant. How about you? Great. Doing. I'm hanging in there, you know. <laughs> and uh, Charity Roby as well. Uh, Charity hey, joining us from uh, from Shelter Island. And uh, good to and be they, here. Yeah, definitely. And you know. Look, we're getting into – it's called Oktoberfest, but really it should be September Oktoberfest, shouldn't it? I mean, it really starts – it seems like kind of earlier and earlier. Now we're finally getting into October, but we've already feel like we've had a couple weeks now of some Oktoberfest events, and that is not changing this week, is it, Lee? No. In fact, um, if you want to get into the spirit of things, you can head over to Greenport Harbor Brewing Company. Uh, the Peconic location on Saturday, October 2nd for some oompa music um, <laughs> provided by Die Spitzbaum. The, um, the band will be performing oompa music uh, all afternoon. Um, there's going to be uh, a new German beer release. There's going to be a special Oktoberfest menu and a beer stein holding contest. And uh, Greenport Harbor Brewing also wants you to know to wear your lederhosen, so make sure yeah. you come prepared. You know, I noticed from our pictures at the event in Riverhead, there was like one one poor guy in, in, in his uh, lederhosen, and, <laughs> um, you know, it was like, really, it was. I, I felt bad. He was like kind of a young guy. I was like, oh, man, he really felt like everybody was going to be wearing <laughs> this, didn't he? I think he might have been the only one, but hey, I guess he won some kind of contest prize. So, you know, uh, the pandemic has been tough on people with lederhosen because it's it, you know, you gain a few pounds and you can't get that thing on. Yeah, it's, it's rough, absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's the it's thing. Not yeah. have a lot of give to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Greenport Harbor, great. Now, charity. Um, something interesting that uh, I was reading about on the reporter. Some stuff that's going on right now at Sylvester Manor. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um. So Sylvester Manor, as 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 many as many of you know, um, was uh, the largest uh, slave. Um, provisioning plantation uh, in the Northeast um, for, for much of its early, early history. And so what's going on starting uh, last weekend uh, and going for the next uh, couple of weekends is uh, a, an archeological project um, that's gonna be examining um, the burying ground there um, so they've done some preliminary work that seems to show that there are hundreds, potentially hundreds of people buried in this area that was long known as, uh, as a burying ground for enslaved people and for Native Americans uh, living and working on this plantation. So uh, Sylvester Manors formed uh, a partnership with uh, Native American groups to study this burial ground. They're doing it in, in, in concert with the Native American groups. And the University of Massachusetts has a team of archaeologists. They've done work on other sites before at Sylvester Manor, and they're focusing on this site now. They use some non-invasive radar to uh, figure out uh, what might be there and who who might be there. Um, and now they're actually going to you know going to be doing uh, the the uh, um, you know breaking ground in partnership 
with uh, with these Native American groups. So it's a it's an unusual part. It's an it's unusual because of the partnership. It's it's also unusual um, just because of this the size of the site and its location in the Northeast. And you can go to Sylvester Manor for the next couple of weeks and you can observe what what's going on there. And it's it's uh, I've I've done this when they've done. Uh, archaeological work in other parts, uh, uh, other parts of the property, and it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, it is really, uh, it is painstaking scientific work, but it basically involves, you know, digging in the ground and 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 looking for objects, and it's it's really fascinating, and and um, uh, and it's important work too because it will uh, tell us uh, about the people who are there. We actually know the names of some of the people. Uh, who are likely buried there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so part of, part of what, uh, what this uh, is about is, is raising their voices, finding out more about their lives uh, and just, you know, adding to the historical record on, uh, you know, because we, we know, we know that this went on here and, and we, we need to know more about uh, the, the people. That's great. So, yeah, so it's 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 fascinating and it's important. Um, there's also, you know, Sylvester Manor is an educational farm, and they're they're in other parts, you know, hundreds of acres. Um, so they they also have a farm stand you can visit. Uh, there's a big windmill field there with a with a working windmill you can have a look at. And something that I really enjoy is uh, the pigs. There's a there's a pigsty. Uh, but basically, the pigs you really hang out in the woods adjacent to their sty, and um, and they're you know they're getting bigger and bigger. And you can visit, you can you can walk through. Early morning is is the best time to do that. Late evening also is is good. You know before dark, um, you can park across Manhasset, Manhasset Road, which is not too far from the back of the of the farm, and just walk in. And uh, um, you can't feed them and you need to keep your dogs leashed, but you can you can visit visit them and sort of observe them in um, in what is, you know, a delightful uh, setting for them uh, for now. You know, and, and this is obviously these are these pigs are, are going to be eaten at some point soon. Um, but it's a it, it's a it's a it's a good way to sort of, uh, um, you know, 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 know the animals that understand the farming process better and, and see how, how uh, pigs are raised under ideal conditions. That's great. Um, Speaking of so. pigs, I have two kids at home that are really messy. And uh, because of that, <laughs> we do not have any animals, right? Because like, <laughs> I couldn't possibly, we do actually have chickens, but you know, in the yard, we couldn't have animals in our house. We can't, the kids want a dog. I say until you guys become less like animals yourselves. We can't have pet animals because it's just too much. It's all day just trying to take care of these kids. But a lot of people, you have animals. And God bless you if you have animals and you have kids uh, because it's an amazing accomplishment in my eyes. But if you have an animal, you can head on down to Old Steeple Community Church in Aquabog this week, and they're doing a blessing on the animals. And I love these events because I love looking at the photos because – you see, like, every now and then you get a picture, it's mostly dogs and maybe someone brings their cat and then you just have some, <laughs> like, a random goat there or something like that. This is the North Fork. You know, you never know. You might get a pig there. It's happening on Saturday, October 2nd at 10 a.m. Go get your animals blessed, people. Lee, what else is happening? 
So I don't know if you heard, but uh, Broadway is back. Um, this past weekend, we had the Tony Awards. But listen, if you don't want to take the train all the way into Manhattan, uh, North Fork Community Theater has you covered. They're, uh, they're back, and they're doing a show through uh, this month. It opens this weekend. Uh, it's a romantic comedy called Outside Mullingar by John Patrick Shanley. So North Fork Community Theater uh, is in Mattituck. It's a very lovely old-fashioned theater uh, performance space, and the play is going to be really funny, and uh, that opens on on October 1st, and it plays all weekend, and then, of course, it plays uh, the next several, I think, the next two two weeks after as well. How did they do the Tonys this year if there was no plays for the last 18 months? I think it was uh, based on last year because I think all uh, – there was how else could they do it? So I think yeah. a lot of the shows were – shows that were playing right before uh, the pandemic shut everything down. Great. Well, there's no equal not, – certainly not in, in the States to Broadway. But I think well, for Community Theater does an amazing job. It's – as far as community theaters go, it is really – Top of the line, they do great stuff, and it's always nice to recommend going and checking them out. It's a real uh, community effort supporting them, and uh, it's what it takes for uh, community theater to thrive is people to come out and see the shows. Thanks for uh, mentioning that one, Lee. Uh, Charity, why don't you give us one last event before we wrap up here? Well, the Oyster Ponds Historical Society is the site for the 2021 Roadshow for the Paris Art Museum. Um, they are doing, they, they are, they have an exhibit, uh, by a mixed media artist, Arlene Turner. Um, and she's created a site specific exhibit called Symbiosum Schoolhouse. It's at the Oyster Ponds Old Point Schoolhouse and it's open, um, Saturdays and Sundays. Actually it's open Fridays too, Fridays two to five and then Saturdays and Sundays through uh, for the next couple of weeks. I think it closes the oct- it closes October 24th. Um, Cherneko is a really interesting, she's an East End based artist. Um, she's a Latin American artist. She uses mixed media. Mapping is her thing, mapping series. And she's um, navigating the layered spaces we live in. She's been an artist in residence at the William Steeple Davis Trust. And she lives and works in in Orient. And um, her works use um, objects such as um, nails and um, small um, small metal objects, and they're they're fascinating, very intricate, detailed. They they very map like looking, um, and just a fascinating uh, fascinating uh, exhibit. And um, so yeah, I would I would definitely want to check that one out. Um, in Oregon. All right. Well, that is our... Once you've had enough pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is our roundup for events this week. We will be back next week with uh, plenty of more options. Uh, Thanks for doing this, Lee and Charity. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone.